Today we're going to talk about the difference between FHA loans and conventional loans and what it means for you as a home buyer. And we're getting started right now. Hey, what's going on? I'm Emmett Dempsey, mortgage advisor with Geneva Financial here in beautiful Port Lucie, Florida. And welcome to another mortgage and home buying tip. If this is your first time here and you want to learn more about mortgages or the home buying process in general, go ahead and subscribe to my channel and ring that bell so you don't miss anything. Okay, FHA loans versus conventional loans. It's definitely a question I get asked every day. Uh, those are two of some of the most frequent loans that we do uh, here just, just uh, in this country. Uh, so which loan is right for you? So the answer to that question, like a lot of the questions that I get asked, is it depends. It depends on your personal goals. So there's no one-size-fits-all for everything. That's why it's important to have a mortgage planning meeting with me to know exactly what your goals are. Uh, to see what's best for you. Uh, FHA and conventional, they each have pluses and minuses. I'm going to go over them uh, right now. Uh, let, let's go ahead and start with the FHA loan. Uh, first, uh, the good parts about the FHA loan. They allow uh, lower FICO scores, uh, some as low as 500. Uh, most lenders will go down to 580. I know we do uh, 580 is our minimum FICO. Uh, but some will go, to, go below that uh, with 10% down. Um, uh, low down payment, only about 3.5% down that, that you have to pay. FHA requires that you make a 3.5% down payment. Uh, so if you are you're buying a house, uh, you can have your, your buyer's agent ask the seller for some seller concessions, help pay your closing costs, and all you're paying is your 3.5% down payment. That's uh, what I always recommend. They allow higher debt-to-income limits. Uh, basically, debt-to-income is a percentage of your gross income. Uh, roughly, usually the maximum is 50% uh, of your gross income. So if you make 10000 a month, the maximum of your new mortgage payment, HOA, all your debts can be is 5000 So it's basically divided by two. Whereas FHA will allow you to go over that 50% limit. I've done some FHA loans as high as you know, 52, 55 with compensating factors, um, and, and, already, and I got an approval. So FHA is the only one that allows that besides VA. Um, also lower rates. FHA loans are insured by, by, by the uh, Housing and Urban Development. They're insured by the government. So since they're insured against default, uh, of course, the lenders will allow a, a lower interest rate. Basically, it's an exchange of risk um, based on you as a taxpayer, but uh, all, it's spread all over all the taxpayers. So therefore, interest rate FHA loans are lower for, for that. Okay, so uh, some of the bad things about FHA. Uh, first, uh, it's got a funding fee, 1.75% of the purchase price. And uh, you can finance that. Um, you know, and uh, most of them do, but it's 1.75%. So there's a base loan and then there's a gross loan. Uh, that gross loan uh, is 1.75% uh, that gets added on top. So that it, it's, it's that funding fee, that's your, your total loan amount. Um, also mortgage insurance, it's 0.85% of the loan amount and that's on there forever, no matter what your loan to value is. So even if you make a large payment, you know, even right after closing, you still have that mortgage insurance on that loan for the life of the loan. So uh, a lot of folks don't know that. It's kind of going back and forth. Um, so you, you, uh, Well, it, unless you're, you're putting down a, I, I, I take that back. Um, if you're putting down um, at least, uh, I believe it's 5%, you, uh, it, it comes off in 11 years. But generally, you know, even 11 years is, is a long time that most people will stay in the house. But uh, that mortgage insurance is not um, loan-to-value dependent. It depends on how much you put down. Um, also, the property requirements. FHA has uh, certain property requirements. It's not as extensive as some people think. It's really just a head and shoulders inspection inside the attic, uh, but it, it can't be a fixer-upper. So uh, unless you can go a different FHA loan, it's an FHA 2 or 3K, you know, but go ahead and do your research on that, um, uh, on that loan as well. Uh, that 2 or 3K is a renovation loan if you do want to buy a fixer-upper, but buying a standard standalone house, uh, you have to have some property requirements that need to be fixed before closing. 
Okay, so let's talk about the conventional loan. You know, conventional loans are what Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, you might have heard those terms. Those are your, the, the two government-sponsored entities who buy these mortgages. Um, and uh, conventional loans are not generally insured uh, by the government, so their rates are higher. So that's definitely a, um, a negative. Uh, they're very credit-sensitive. So you've got to have m much better credit on a conventional loan than you do on an FHA loan. Um, so it's got a 620 minimum. So, so you have to have a 620. And you can do as little as 3% down on conventional. You, do, you don't need 20% down. So that's kind of a, a good thing. 3% uh, down if you're a first-time home buyer, unless you go the Fannie Mae Home Ready loan uh, or Freddie Mac Home Possible. You know, give me a call if you want to talk about those in further detail. They're definitely great loan programs. Uh, the debt to income on a conventional. You know, that's generally a 50% hard max. And then even going above 45, you've got to have some compensating factors like some assets after closing, we call it reserves. Um, you know, so the, the debt to income is very sensitive. So conventional loans, you, you generally have, have have pretty good credit history you know, with some assets possibly after closing uh, and then um, uh, you know, to do all that. So, but but a, a good thing is that the property requirements, like if you do want to buy a house that's maybe not perfect, uh, buying with a conventional loan is, is, is definitely good. You might see some listings with cash or conventional because conventional financing appraisals are not as stringent as an FHA appraisal is. Now, one big thing I want to say to the end is student loans. I, you know, there's a you know over one trillion dollars in this country in student loans. FHA and conventional loans handle things differently on student loans. Whereas an FHA, um, say if you have twenty thousand uh, dollars in student loans and then your payment is income based, you know, say it's even zero on your credit report or if it's a hundred dollars, I have to use a one percent payment. And so on a on a, uh, on a twenty thousand uh, dollar student loan, I get to use two hundred dollars no matter what. Um, I and for some people, it can help them fall out of qualification because I have to use the 1% figure no matter what. If you're in, if you're in an income-based repayment, if you're deferred, if you're deferred, I have to add a 1% payment anyway. But if you're an income-based repayment plan, then I have to use 1% no matter what. Conventional loans, however, if, you're, if your payment says zero in your income-based repayment plan, I can use zero. So I can use it. So that helps people qualify. So that's one good thing about conventional that they've changed their guidelines on student loans. Um, you know, as opposed to FHA loans. So uh, as always, you know, uh, which one you go with, it, it depends on your personal situation. So give me a call. Go to DempseyMortgage.com for your free rate quote and uh, mortgage planning session. I'll go over the uh, FHA versus conventional on a, uh, on a mortgage coach. And I, I'll go ahead and, and uh, provide a uh, mortgage coach TCA in the show notes down below. So go ahead and check that out. Um, thank you. so. And uh, as always, if you want to learn more about mortgages or the home buying process in general, go and subscribe to my channel, ring that bell so you don't miss anything. Thank you so much for watching, and I'll see you on the next one.